This is Blake Reynolds, and you're listening to the Upbeat Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Upbeat Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Reynolds. Be sure to follow me on social media at Blake Reynolds Music and subscribe to the podcast. Um, today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter. I'm kind of going off the cuff today. We're going off the reservation, if you will. We're going to put it into all-wheel drive. Um, what does that really mean? What is Blake really trying to say? That means he doesn't really have his notes. And that's not because I didn't want to prepare. Come on, guys. It's actually just because I wanted to share what God presently has on my heart. And today, I'm just talking about being in a place of obscurity. Um, so before we jump into today's episode, let's pray. Dear God, bless the word that's given today. I pray that p- people are encouraged and uh, lives are changed through the message that is given today. Uh, as usual, give, just open our hearts and our minds and make our hearts soft to you, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen, and I am just in my mind imagining you're driving your car and going amen, yelling it at the top of your lungs. <laughs> but today we're talking about obscurity. What does the word obscurity mean? The state of being unknown, inconspicuous, or unimportant. Oh my goodness. Listen, throw your hands up right now if you have ever been in this place where you feel like you're unknown, you're unseen, or you're unimportant. Everybody, everybody, you have either struggled with this, are struggling with this, or will struggle with this at some point. I'm just going to tell you this right now. Where you feel undervalued, underappreciated, and overlooked. There are so many people in the Bible that also went through this. But listen, I I myself am going through this um, this myself in this season. There are things I'm doing, and I want you to relate this to your story. There are things I'm doing right now in this season of my life that people don't see. People don't see what I'm doing in the private place. And what I mean by the private place, for those of you who are unfamiliar with that terminology, uh, the private place, your prayer closet, the the secret place, it's the place where you where you go alone and you pray to God. Or um, private place can also mean where, where, where you're doing your devotionals, you're, you're practicing your craft, you're growing, you're, maybe you're going to college to become a doctor or a lawyer, and you're, you're going to that private place and you're studying. It's the place where nobody can see you. It's kind of like a child. When a man and woman... Um, you know, do their thing, and the woman gets pregnant, there is a period of time where that baby is in a place of obscurity, a place where nobody else can see what's going on. But the woman knows inside of her that a, that a child is being developed, that life is being birthed. And eventually, you know, after the, the appointed period of time where the woman during her pregnancy, she gives birth to the life of this beautiful, this beautiful God-given creation. But that, but that, that child has to go through a period after the seed, because remember the Bible talks about seed time and harvest. That is a, just a cycle that a God cycle after that child, after the seed has been sowed into the woman, that child is being developed. And a lot of times we're like that child. We feel like we're being, because we're not being seen or noticed, we feel like we're underappreciated, undervalued, but really we're just being developed. Really we're in a place, in a season where God is growing us. He is developing, developing us. He's giving us the nutrients we need in order to grow. Because when it's time for us to, to, to be birthed, to come into our season, to come into that place of air quote promotion. And I say air quote because promotion, there's just not just one promotion. God, it, God wants to promote you multiple times in life. He wants you to go from glory to glory. But there comes that season where you are birthed and, and, and you, are, you are promoted. But that only comes after you've been in the secret place where you have been praying daily. You've been, again, working on your skill and your craft. You've been studying, working hard, saving and investing. I know how, and like I said, I'm in this season right now in my life where I feel like, man, I feel like 
there are things in my life, and of course, I'm not going to share them on the podcast with you because this is, you know, between me and God, but there are some things I'm doing in my life where it's just, I get discouraged. I'm like, well, nobody noticed me. If I don't post it on Instagram, you know, nobody will know, but that's the point. That's the point. I'm going to read a scripture to you guys, and this scripture I hope will encourage you. It's in Matthew chapter six, verse four. He says, um, "Give your gifts in your private. Give your gifts in private, and your Father who sees everything will we will reward you." Um, there's another translation that says, "So that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you." And there's another scripture that talks about what you do in the secret place will be rewarded openly. What you do privately will be rewarded openly. What you do in the secret place matters. What you do in the private place matters. That goes for good and bad. If you, if you, are, if you have bad habits, you're not reading your books, you're not doing anything to, to further yourself in your relationship with God or to further yourself um, in your craft, obviously that's going to carry over into the public place. That's going to carry. Uh, that's going to carry over into your life, and people people will see that. Private victory precedes public victory. My brother always tells me this quote. Um, he says, and I love this quote, but I'm going to repeat it for you again. Private victory precedes public victory. Let's talk about a few people in the Bible, though, who struggle with obscurity, being in a place where they weren't seen, recognized, known or valued, or it seemed they weren't valued. Um, I always, I wanted to point to David. David is, David was like the original Cinderella. And I'm talking about the Cinderella cartoon, the old school one, but David was a lot like Cinderella. And you're probably like, how so? Well, Cinderella, she was locked in a tower. She did all the cooking, the cleaning. She was a hard worker. She sang all the time, beautiful voice. Um, she talked to animals. That was a little weird. Um, but she did all of these things. And at one point, the prince, spoiler alert, if you've not seen Cinderella by now, then you're probably not going to see it. So I'm just going to spoil it for you anyways. But Cinderella, she's where the glass slipper comes from. She loses her slipper and the prince just goes all over the kingdom trying to find the woman where this slipper fits. And he comes to her house and Cinderella's stepsisters and their mom locks Cinderella in the tower. So because they know the slipper fits her. And so anyways, the Long story short, Cinderella breaks out of the tower. She comes down, they put the slipper on and it's a happily ever after. That was a lot like David's story, believe it or not. Uh, Samuel, who was a judge at the time as well as as a prophet, uh, King Saul had lost the anointing and Samuel's like, hey, I want you to anoint another king. And he tells David or he tells Samuel, uh, Jesse, which is David's dad, Jesse's son will be the king. And so Samuel, he gets up, he goes to Jesse, the dad, and he says, hey, God told me one of your sons will be the king. And so Je- and he, he says, bring out your sons. And so Jesse brings them out. And the first guy that Samuel sees, he looks like a king. Like he, like he looks like that slipper fits him. But God, but God says something really cool. He says, I don't look at outward appearances like man does. I look at the heart. And so Samuel's like, well, he's not the king. Samuel didn't have just one brother. He had several different brothers. And so he was just like Cinderella. See, while his brothers were out doing this, David was out in the field shepherding. He was watching out for sheep, which is not a glamorous job, by the way. He's out there shepherding. He's working. He's being faithful. He's being humble. All of his brothers got called to be anointed king, but they weren't it. The slipper didn't fit them. But Samuel says, do you have any other sons? And Jesse's like, well, I got this other dude, this other son. I'll bring him over. And, and God's like, that's the one I want you to anoint and the slipper fit him. And there's so many other stories in the Bible where that happened. Ruth got her Boaz. She was in a place where she, where of what you would call obscurity. Joseph, oh my goodness. Joseph, if you're not familiar with his story, he got thrown in a pit. He got thrown in jail, falsely accused for uh, attempt of rape. He, got thrown, he went through so many things. He was living in a place of obscurity, but God promoted him. But what are some things that these individuals had in common? What are some things these individuals had in common? They were faithful 
to God. They were faithful to doing what was in front of them. And I would encourage you, if you were in this place where you feel undervalued, unappreciated, you feel like you're, you feel like you're in a place of obscurity, I want you to know that God has something for you, something humongous, but he is just working on you and building you up to that moment. He is building you up to that moment, but you have to be like David and Joseph and Ruth and all these other, other amazing people in the Bible. They were faithful to do what was in front of them, to do what God called them to do. They were faithful servants. And so here are a couple of take-homes. Um, I usually like to say the take-homes for the end of the podcast, but I just wanted to kind of like expound and talk about this a little bit. Um, if you're wondering, hey, how do I get out of this place of obscurity? How do I make sure I'm ready for what God has for me? Number one, keep being faithful and consistent to what God has told you to do in your now. Be faithful with your reading your Bible, with praying, practicing your craft, studying, whatever it is, be faithful and consistent and excel at it. The next thing, uh, be thankful. Always be thankful. It helps you to recognize that God has is doing amazing things in your life. Um, always ask yourself, how can I improve? Where can I serve? And where can I add the most value? Um, when you cease to be a student, you, st- you cease growing and you cease adding value. So those are my take-homes. Let's get back into the word though. If you're, like I said, I love pulling up the analogy of, of the pregnant woman. She's got that child inside of her. She has something amazing. She has life inside of her. Such a wonderful thing that God created. God has something inside of you, something he has put inside of you that is beautiful, that is amazing, something that he wants to see flourish and prosper and birth and multiplied. But you're in that season, you're in the incubator where you are growing, you are being developed. You are, God is doing things on your, he's working on your character. He's helping you build your talents. He's putting you in front of the right people. He's setting up the relationships. And though it may not look like he's doing all these things now, I promise you, if you say, God, open my eyes to see what's in front of me, to show me what I can be doing, I promise you one day you'll look back and see God was really setting me up for the best success of my life. So stop comparing yourself to other people and say, God, thank you that even though I'm in a place where it seems like I'm in obscurity, where I'm being undervalued and underappreciated, that you were setting me up for my greatest success, that you were wanting to do amazing things in my life. And though you may be like that child that's in a woman's womb, I promise you, God has something amazing for you. Um, and you know, I can really relate to this whole entire podcast because this is what it feels like in my, my life right now, but I keep holding on to God's promises. Um, I believe that God still speaks to us today. And so sometimes people will give me a word and say, hey, I just want you to know God's got something amazing for you. And I hold on to that word. I'm like, God, you've got something amazing. But I want to encourage you today, be faithful to what you're doing now. Be faithful to your calling and trust, just trust God. Trust God and he will do exactly what he says he'll do in your life and you will watch him do amazing things. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope today's episode encouraged you. I'm gonna pray for you and you guys just go on your day. Dear God, bless every person listening to this. I pray that they were encouraged. I thank you for all the Cinderella's listening to this. And yes, men, that goes for you too. I thank you for all the Cinderella guy and girls on here who have a promise that are they're waiting to see fulfilled. And I thank you that they're gonna see it come to pass. And I thank you that, thank you that they're gonna step into the fullness of their life. But I thank you that you're working on them right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Upbeat Podcast. I hope that it blessed and encouraged you. If you liked today's episode, then subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it on your social media and with your friends. Also, follow me on social media at Blake Reynolds Music so we can connect more. And check out my website, BlakeReynoldsMusic.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.